I've got my partner in crime back three days this week, three days next week. That's how often Kyla Mills is going to join me. We're going to talk Warriors basketball. There is trouble in paradise. We're going to break down what's going wrong and how they could fix it. I don't know how Kylan feels. I think there's still time to turn this ship around. Let's see what your thoughts are, Kylan. You'll reveal that to the audience next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And on YouTube, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. Super easy. Kylan Mills. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on threads at Dog Wild. Kylan, great to see you. Been a while. And uh, tell the audience, how have you been? And also tell the audience, what are your thoughts on the Warriors 22 games in? We're past the quarter mark, being two games below 500. Great to see you. Good to see you, Cyrus. Glad we got the band back together. Missed all you folks as well. Last week, Cyrus and I, our, our schedules were colliding. He slammed with stuff going on with work oh, yeah. and finals and grading papers. I'm also slammed, doing traveling, doing basketball. So good to be back with you three this week, three times next week. It's going to be fun, even <laughs> though the Warriors have not been fun to watch recently. Uh, I mean, the Oklahoma City loss came down to two very simple things. They plagued the Warriors all season. They plagued the Warriors last season, turnovers and fouls. It seems so simple, yet the Warriors can't seem to figure it out. Those are two categories that are truly self-inflicted in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. The turnovers, so many that we saw were just stupid, not careless, you know, just not necessary turnovers. Um, You know, there's some that you'll live with when the Warriors are trying to push the pace and maybe someone has the right idea and the pass isn't quite online. Uh, But it's just like, it just seems like so many needless turnovers. And then, Fouling also has been an issue with the Warriors. They And it was something that came up last season. They were not disciplined enough defensively. Um, I think that the lack of size is a factor as well, and some of them may be hacking down low. Uh, and they just have to be better all around. You also get some fouling when you're behind in rotations, and I just don't think the Warriors have been sharp enough defensively. Um, big picture uh, beyond just that Oklahoma, Oklahoma City game, and I think you know, big picture those are two issues that need to be addressed. Uh, but beyond that, the Warriors have to do something to change up the rotation. I believe Steve Kerr needs to think outside the box and do something different at this point. We have a large enough sample size to know that what they've been doing is not working. Mm-hmm. Look at the Warriors record. They're in, I think, 11th right now in the Western Conference. They're below 500, and we have a big enough sample size that this isn't just a fluke. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this is the point where you have to start tweaking things. And Steve did say last week, yeah, there may be some changes to rotations. Yeah, we may look to change things up, but it has not happened swiftly enough, in my opinion. Um, Looking at some of the stats, I know we've talked at length about feeling like the Warriors need to be a little bit bigger and even use the size that they already have. 
the small ball lineup is something I have an issue with. I know you do as well, but it's just like looking at the Warriors stats, the whole thing that Steve Kerr has said about why he likes to go small is to run teams out of the gym and that he wants the Warriors to push the pace and use that guard speed. That's mm-hmm. not been effective. The Warriors are dead last in the NBA in fast break points. That's not the only indicator necessarily of pace, but it is a good indicator of how much they're able to get out in transition. And the fact that they're dead last, not even middle of the pack, tells me that the small ball lineup and why Steve Kerr says he wants to use it is not working. They're not as quick as they were five years ago. Players are aging. You've added a old CP3 to the mix who likes to work in the half court. So maybe Steve Kerr needs to realize that this whole go small, run teams out of the gym thing ain't going to work this season for the Warriors. And then you look at the flip side, they're dead lasted points in the paint. So there's not enough interior protection, not enough size. They're not getting to the basket enough. So I think points in the paint as well going both ways. Like they don't have enough interior, interior protection defensively. And then also offensively, they're not getting enough of those high percentage shots that you need around the basket to be successful. Um, and there's a couple different ways you can do it, whether it be the dribble drive, post presence down low, transition buckets where you're able to lay it in quickly. Um, and I just don't think they're doing any of those things effectively, which has led to those numbers that you're seeing. So to me, there has to be major changes. At what point do you look at changing the starting lineup? Clay had a much better game against the Thunder, but by and large has had a disappointing start to the season. Andrew Wiggins, I don't think played his best game against Oklahoma City and has been very inconsistent. Something needs to change. I would, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Jonathan Kaminga in the starting lineup. We both advocated for more Kaminga, more Brandon Pajemski, more Moses Moody. Give more of the youngsters some of those minutes. And Mm -hmm. I'll stop it there, but. Those are, no, you don't those have are to, right? a general, that is a general, um, you know, just kind of my general consensus of where the Warriors are at right now. No, you don't have to stop. You're on a roll there. I was, <laughs> I was loving every second of that. Um, and those are great stats you bring up. There are two stats that are, they're dead last and you mentioned them. It's fast break points, which is very uncharacteristic of this Golden State Warriors team that for years has pushed a team's blown teams out of the building yeah. with their speed, with pushing the ball, the transition points. And then they're dead last in points in the paint. And there is a direct correlation with that. Uh, you know, uh, Valley in the in the chat wrote uh, that he still feels injuries and absences hindered a solid stretch of complete availability. No doubt. They've had some injuries so far. Um, but the fast break points lacking is because we are fouling. That's partly true. Now, now why mm-hmm. are they fouling so much? That's where size will come into that. When you're smaller, um, oftentimes you're reaching. Oftentimes you're... You're doing whatever you can, fighting over people for rebounds. You're committing more fouls because you don't have a choice. You're just a smaller individual. There's a reason why Shaquille O'Neal and big players like that in the old days would get to the line routinely is because what else can you do, right? I mean, they're just they, – they're, they're it's physics. There's not much – so this, and this is where the small ball thing comes into play. I totally agree with you that as long as they play these tiny lineups, um, they're going to get punished inside. And, and the other factor, too, is is when – other teams are getting easy buckets inside because of how small you are. Um, there is no opportunity to push the ball back. You know, like they're like, like you, you get fast break points from good defense that causes turnovers, that causes poor shot selection, that results in, you know, balls, uh, you know, maybe re- yeah, get longer rebounds re- resulting in, pu- in pushing the ball. Did you get a yeah. chance to, uh, I, I, I keep forgetting to bring up the soundbite for the show, but. Um, did you get a chance to read what Paul George said last week after the Clippers game pertaining no. to the so he he was very 
he was very just uh, like cut and dry right to the point. He said that their plan of attack for the, when they played the Warriors is to just attack the inside because of how small they are. That's their game plan. And if the buckets are easy, they score. And if they and if they collapse the defense on whoever's penetrating, they just kick it out to a wide open shooter. Um, it's crazy. Like like part of the interior problems, I feel like too, and. You know, Kavon Looney has always been on the small end of centers, but I just feel like he's been very ineffective this season. Yeah. I just, since we're talking about interior defense, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, I just feel like he's been very okay this season. Um, I don't know if I can put my finger on like one specific thing that he's done, but it's just, to me, he has not played as well as he did last year or the year before in the championship run. Yeah. Um, and, and solo, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to disagree with you about size correlating with an increase in fouls. It's, it's, it is pretty cut and dry in a lot of sense in a, in a lot of aspects there. Um, I did a lot of research, uh, in just a moment, we're going to come back to this Kylan and, uh, the, the numbers that to me are incredibly fascinating pertain directly to net rating. Net rating can be subjective. It oftentimes fails to tell the whole story, but it certainly paints a part of the story. Um, and when we're 22 games in, we now have over a quarter of the year in terms of a sample size. So we're going to read those numbers in just a moment because they are very telling. And I think it leads directly to who the Warriors should start playing. Um, they do have some size on this roster there. It's, you know, I've heard a lot of the national media, uh, bringing up trades and we can entertain that discussion. I'm not opposed to that certainly, but they do have talent on this team. And yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and a lot That's of it just the frustrating the part is that they're the players on this team are too talented to be playing like this and getting these types of results. Yeah, absolutely right. So um, we're going to talk about who's leading the team and who is not when it comes to net rating. Got to give some love first and foremost uh, to Prize Picks, one of our now longtime sponsors. And like if you live in California, you get to play Prize Picks, even though FanDuel is still technically legal here. And if you're going to play. Uh, your traditional online gambling platforms uh, here in the home state of the Golden State Warriors, their namesake Golden State. You you got to do the VPN route or you can play prize picks. This daily fantasy not only made easy, but it's legal in the state of California. The premise is super easy. I've been killing it lately, Kylan. I'm having a lot of fun on it. And by the way, if anyone ever wants tips or advice with prize picks, um, back when we started, uh, when prize picks first started as a sponsor, they gave $100 to every one of the hosts. Um, and I have, I've been, I've thankfully have not needed to ever put in my own money, not once. So again, if you want tips, reach out to me, I'm at dog wild on threads. I'll totally, uh, uh, share my insights on that, but it's, it, you can literally make money easy if you follow the game to the T and it's not just the NBA. It's all about picking two to two to six players in whatever sports you want. You can literally cross a reference while you're playing one basketball player, one soccer player. I know the NFL is in full steam. It's Monday night. They're recording this, and we had two games tonight. Still don't understand why that came about, but regardless, if you want to pick your players in any sport, it's all about whether they're going to score more or less than points, rebounds, uh, receptions, rushing yards, goals scored. You just got to decide. Are they going to score more than or less than? Are they going to pass more than or less than a certain amount? You bet you get those correct, and you win money. It's that simple. It's Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for first deposit match up to $100. That means when you start playing, 
they'll match whatever you put in up to 100 bucks. So you're actually starting off playing with double the amount you put in. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kylan, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Locked On Podcast Network now has their own national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. And in fact, uh, when you're you're done watching our show on YouTube, it'll redirect right to there. Locked On is here for you 24-7. They're covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel look kyla 24 7 on social media follow her there it's super easy it's her name at kyla mills i saw the graphic up for prize picks let me take that down real fast and you can follow me on threads at dog wild are you ready for net rating is there anything in the chat we need to get to before we get to uh who actually is bringing the numbers up and down all right here we go actually I'll, i want to i want to ask one thing of you kyla before we get to the okay. to the numbers real fast because you haven't you haven't been on the show in a couple weeks and um, I know the audience is sick of hearing me. I'm seeing so so the other game, two games ago, I think it was. Uh Jonathan Kaminga did not start the game. I already forgot who they played that game. He didn't come in until about two-thirds of the way through the third quarter and then played the entirety of the 17 minutes from the moment he was brought in. Uh, and he kind of showed Steve Kerr that night, okay, like I, I can't keep this kid out. Like he's important for this team. Yeah. Um, and, and before that game, the Warriors had a nine man rotation set. They, they cut down the number by one. They started the season off with 10, with a 10 man rotation. And what we're seeing a lot with, whether it's a nine man rotation, 10 man rotation is Steve Kerr is in love with having two point guards out there at all times. I don't remember this being an obsession. Now, granted that the Warriors used to have Andre Iguodala who could play point guard. He was an excellent ball handler. They had. Sean Livingston, who was an excellent ball handler as their, as their primary backup point guard. But I don't remember this incessant need for always having two point guards on the court. That's why we see a lot of Corey Joseph minutes uh, when Chris Paul is out. We're seeing Pajemski out there a lot with another point guard. Are you noticing that as well? And why do you think Kerr is incessant on that? Because when you have two point guards, unless there's an anomaly where the point guard is bigger than they normally are for their size... That's part of the reason why we're seeing the small ball so much is Kerr just has to have, for some reason, two point guards out there. Why do you think that is? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, doing that can definitely make the Warriors vulnerable defensively because of matchups. So it's not necessarily great on the defensive end. Um, I'll agree with you that it seems like he's leaning into that more this season. One instance where I am okay with it is CP3 and Steph closing out games. I do like at points. Um, the way that CP3 can facilitate and help Steph get the ball off ball, uh, you know, and try to help him get open uh, with some of the other sets they can run when Curry isn't bringing the ball up. Um, so I don't necessarily mind that late in gapes and the way that the Warriors have closed in certain instances, but Corey Joseph does not need to be on the floor with another point guard. I'm sorry. And and I feel bad. I'm not trying to keep dumping on him because I've talked about him before on here where I'm like, why did he get the minutes that he got? Um, I personally don't think he's done anything egregiously wrong, but I just think those minutes can be better utilized by the young players that need the minutes, need the development in certain instances, like a Brandon Pajemski, 
or they're just playing well and deserve to play more. Um, so I just like don't see a huge benefit of playing Corey Joseph with another point guard and not giving those minutes to someone else um, beyond just the size. Like I, I just, so I don't know. Yep. We talk about multiple point guards playing, like specifically my mind goes to Corey Joseph because like, I don't mind Steph and CP three out on the floor together at certain points. Um, as far as pods with another point, I, I don't think that's advantageous for the Warriors either. But like, to me, the glaring issue is Corey Joseph doesn't need to be out there. Uh, I think the Warriors have enough players who can handle the ball. They don't need him in the mix, and those minutes could be better served by other players who deserve those minutes. Mm-hmm. That's my take. I whole, wholeheartedly agree. And, and especially when you're looking at a motion offense that Kurt ad- adopted from Phil Jackson to a lesser extent mm-hmm. Greg Popovich, you don't need like this uh, this ball-dominant, high-usage yeah, type player. It's very, it's very fluid. It you know, yeah. involves a lot of freedom and it doesn't involve as many, like here is this certain specific set where a point guard needs to set everything up a hundred percent. Like it's designed to be that way. Um, so I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I do not understand it. And again, if look at the rosters, like I was having a debate with someone, uh, w- one of my media colleagues the other day, going back just to 2022 when the Warriors uh, won the championship, you look at that roster and Chris Chioza, was the primary backup point guard that year. I, I don't know if like Jordan Poole made Steve Kerr feel better about things. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't understand it because they did not have a backup point guard that whole year. Chris Chioza was the closest thing to it again, but he was a two-way player who was treated like your traditional two-way player, not getting many minutes. Uh, we, we only saw him maybe for like half the season, maybe a little more than that. And then for some reason last year and this year, all of a sudden we just always have to have two point guards out there. I don't understand it. Well, uh, in just a moment, though, I'm going to read to you all the net rating stats because we have some interesting numbers there. Uh, after we give some love to another uh, sponsor pertaining to money and sports, but Kylan, uh, you haven't been on the show since uh, I've been talking about this uh, in in gloating fashion. Maybe gloating is wrong word. In enthusiastic fashion, that FanDuel has re-upped with the Locked On Podcast Network for all of 2024. What's your reaction to that? Amazing news. I mean, this is huge. The Lockdown Network is continuing to make strides forward. We've got the national channel now. Um, and this is just another excellent way that the network is continuing. Um, and FanDuel has been an awesome partner, so I'm pumped for it. And, you know, any kind of sports gaming situation, it's only growing. So it's fun to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's super fun. And you know, if it anytime is. I travel, one of the first things I do is check and see if, if it's working, yep. if I'm in another state. Yeah, um, <laughs> And right now, though, look, we're, we're in the, the, the thick of the NFL season. The weather is cold, but the NFL offers stay hot with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That means just find the most obvious bet where you know the other team's going to win or your team's going to win, whatever, and bet five bucks on it. You win that money line bet, and you get 150 bam, right into your bank account, good as cash. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. It's that simple. So if you've been thinking about using joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, Kylan is with me three days this week. Uh, you're going to join me post-game tomorrow. The Warriors are in Phoenix. We're going to talk about that game in just a moment because uh, Steve Kerr and his comments on the music there were in the news. we got a, a potentially funny soundbite to play from that. Uh, we got a post-game show on Thursday that, Kylan, you're also joining me. Ron Kroychek yep. of the San Francisco Chronicle is going to join me Friday. Uh, Wednesday is to be determined. But again, follow Kylan Mills one more time on all social media platforms. Add her name, Kylan Mills. Um, all right, so let's go. Uh, the, the other day, someone asked me, just had a, a, they were curious, and I happily obliged. Uh, they want to know which two player duos on the Warriors uh, were most and least effective in terms of net rating. Um, so the number is random. I, I found the top nine for the most and least effective uh, duos in terms of net rating. And, and again, in case you're unfamiliar with that, that statistic in terms of what net rating is, it's basically your impact on the court. In this case, which two players are are bringing out the best of the Warriors, are creating a winning margin and a losing margin. So, for example, the duo that has the highest net rating for the Warriors right now is Steph and Chris Paul. They're plus 55. That means on the year, when those two have been on the court, they've outscored the opposition by 55 points. Number two on that list? Can, can you take – I know this is a random thing, but can you guess – because you're probably not going to get it, but that might help you with this hit. Can you guess wh who number two would be for the the for net rating for the duo on the Warriors that is outscoring everyone else? Any clue? Uh, I would love it to be Jonathan Kaminga and somebody. Ooh, that's uh, three. I was going to say, I'm like, Kaminga. I, I would love for it to be Kaminga and, I don't know, Kaminga and CP3 maybe? I'm like, who is he? Paired up with the most. Uh, well, sorry, number two is Brandon Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis. They are a plus 53. And considering how little Trace Jackson Davis has played this year, that's how much they've dominated when he's been, been on the court. Number three is Pajemski and Kaminga. Number okay. four Possibly. is Clay Thompson. <laughs> yeah, so, so Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis were plus 53. Number three is Pajemski and Kaminga, plus 48. Clay Thompson and Chris Paul are number four, plus 47. Uh, and this is the Corey Joseph. Well, you'll see his name randomly in here, which is kind of weird, but Pajemski and, and Corey Joseph are fifth at plus 43. Then Stefan Gary Payton are sixth at plus 38. Corey Joseph and Kaminga are tied for sixth at plus 38. Chris Paul and Sharich are number eight at plus 36. And then Pajemski and Dario Sharich are ninth at plus 34. Are there any names out there that stuck out to you in terms of me mentioning them a lot? Anything stick out to you in general for who the best uh, duos yeah, Brandon, are? Brandon Pajemski's name being at the top of the list is very telling. One of the common denominators in there is the rookie is yep. making an impact. He is a player I've enjoyed watching who has pleasantly surprised me since he made his debut in NBA Summer League. Um, and I think he's played well and he deserves more opportunities, which is part of the reason why I say that I like to see some minutes taken away from Corey Joseph and given to Brandon Pajemski or even some of the other youngsters by no means am I saying that any of the Warriors' struggles are Corey Joseph's fault. I don't think he's done anything necessarily wrong. Yeah. I don't think he's been bad even. Uh, I know some people, you know, like to hop on the Corey Joseph hating train in, in certain instances. I don't think he's been bad in a lot of games. 
I just think that they have promising youngsters that need time, that need development, and that have been proving themselves and that they deserve more minutes. So I just think those minutes are more beneficial to be given elsewhere. But it's not this isn't Corey Joseph's fault that the Warriors are having these types of struggles. Um, but I think it's very telling that Brandon Pajemski's at the top of those duo lists in terms of the Warriors' most effective lineups. Um I think that's the biggest thing that stood out to me about all of that. Uh, you know, the way Jonathan Kaminga's come on recently doesn't surprise me that he was up there in, in you know, the top three of that list. Um, but yeah, I thought, I think, I think the biggest thing is that Potts, the rookie is Absolutely. Up, that's in multiple duos. That's fascinating. Oh, agreed. And now in terms of the worst duos, um, and you're going to see a similar theme here, only with a different player, but you're going to hear one name mentioned a lot. The worst duo in terms of net rating, Andrew Wiggins and Stephen Curry, minus 75. Number two, Wiggins and Clay Thompson. I don't think that surprises anyone. Minus 67. No. Number three, Clay Thompson and Kevon Looney, minus 53. Number four, Wiggins and Kaminga, minus 41. Number five, Wiggins and Looney, minus 33. Tied for five, Wiggins and Dre, minus 33. Seven, Clay and Steph, the Splash Brothers. That is, collectively, they're minus 31. Number eight, Moody and Kaminga. That's a little surprising. Minus 30. Yeah, and number nine, Wiggins and Sharich, minus 28. Anything stick out there to you? Not a lot of surprises in terms of who's at the bottom of the list. Three players who we've repeatedly talked about struggling this season are Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Kevon Looney, all among the bottom three duos. Uh, the fact that Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson have the are you know the duo with the second the second worst uh, impact on the game, at least in terms of the plus minus, it, it doesn't surprise me because this has been a major down year for both of those players so far. I would love for them to turn things around and, and prove everyone wrong and show, you know, why they're, you know, NBA champions and to play the way they played years ago, but it's just, it hasn't come together this season for either of them. Like they have not been able to get out of that slump and it's not just offensively, not hitting shots defensively. There's been major lacking from clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins too. That's another thing that, to me is detrimental to the Warriors. And you talk about them needing to get defensive stops, better protection uh, inside, just a myriad of things that I feel like Clay Thompson just did at a higher level mm -hmm. years ago than he's doing right now. And then Andrew Wiggins, I think you mentioned it already, just has looked <sighs> lackadaisical maybe at times. Like, I don't know what, but he just has not brought the defensive energy either in a lot of nights. Um, so, it, it, you know, it goes beyond just, hey, are they putting up numbers offensively? It's also, to me, the defensive end is an issue and, and a mm -hmm. big reason why you're seeing that. What was the minus for them combined, uh, Wiggs and Clay? Uh, Wiggs and Clay. Uh, I already I closed the window. I'm so oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I just wanted to say I... it again. But it's just like minus 70, really, guys? Like, it, it's just brutal. Uh, it's not a surprise, but it's brutal. And here's the last one. And these are and that's individual. that's a big reason why, sorry, I just, that's no, no. a big reason why the Warriors also struggled that we have not addressed in talking about some of the issues recently. Yes, turnovers. Yes, fouls. Yes, we're talking about there being not enough size. They haven't been getting fast break points or points in the paint. But the fact of the matter is they also do not have a clear secondary score. And the two players who are supposed to be second and third best players are, have been non-existent this season. Yeah. 
inconsistent at best, um, but have just not shown up. And, and to me, that's a big, another big reason why it can't fall on Steph every night. Agreed. And this is the net rating for individuals, which again is a subjective stat, but when you have a, a quarter of the season as a body of work and you, and you combine this with what you've been seeing, I'm going to share the screen for this one because it's easy to do so. Um, these are your net rating leaders 22 games in. Uh, Brandon Pajemski, the rookie, leads the Warriors in net rating with plus 50. Chris Paul, plus 47. He's back tomorrow in that Suns game. Trace Jackson Davis, for all the games he's missed, is third on the team in plus minus in net rating with plus 37. All right? That says something. That means when he does play, the Warriors are kicking ass. Dario Saric is fourth at plus 36. Jonathan Kaminga, fifth, plus 23. Gary Payne, the second, who we haven't seen in a couple weeks now, but uh, there is video footage of him uh, coming back. He's getting back in shape. Uh, we just saw him working out recently. He's a plus 20. Corey Joseph, plus 16. And then we see a drop-off. Guy Santos, plus two. Lester Quinones, plus one. Moses Moody, minus eight. And now we have our five starters at the bottom of the list in net rating. Steph is a minus 12. Something tells me the minus 12 for Steph is dragged down by him playing with the other starters. Clay Thompson, minus 18. Draymond Green, minus 33. Kevon Looney, minus 34. And then there's Andrew Wiggins, a player who is has career lows in every statistic imaginable. I, I, I literally, I think that's a literal statement. You might find exceptions, but whether it's points per game, rebounds, assists, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, you name it. Certainly net rating. Andrew Wiggins is suffering at the age of 27. I don't think he's, is he 27 or 28? He's he's in that range. He, I don't know if he's 28 yet. He's definitely not. He shouldn't be in the twilight of no. his career by any means where his no. numbers are this bad. Minus 82 for Andrew Wiggins. And this is where, and we just saw, uh, and you mentioned Steve Kerr talking about how he wants to change things up, right? And then what did he do right after saying that? We saw the original starting five out there again, who did play yep. a decent half, but did not have a full game's body of work to to uh, to to be comfortable with. So what's the solution here? I mean, I, I feel like a broken record saying this. I Trace Jackson Davis needs to play. I'm with you. Corey Joseph, even though he's a plus 16, he's not going to bring you wins. All right. You need some size and athleticism out there. What are your thoughts, Kylan, and all the, all the numbers we just read off? The numbers are interesting because they're making me think. I mean, something that we've talked about and toyed around with uh, early on in the season with the Warriors' struggles is should Clay come off the bench? But looking at Andrew Wiggins being a minus 82, uh, I mean, does Andrew Wiggins need to be replaced in the starting lineup by Jonathan Kaminga? That's immediate thought that pops to mind for me. Um, Jonathan Kaminga has not consistently played at the level we've seen him play at recently, but can he get there with more opportunities? Would he be bolstered by being put with the starters or would he help the starters out? That's something, and you talk about needing size and athleticism, that's something I would like to see or at least experiment with because at yeah. this point it couldn't hurt. I mean, the Warriors – below 500 losing. I mean, at least as of late, I don't know. Is it better or worse Cyrus when they lose one or two point games? I, it's like, at it least hurts more, I think so. but it, but it hurts, man. It hurts. And yeah, but you, but I like what you're saying there. I, I follow with you that the team is still fighting. Like they're not, yeah, they're not getting yeah. blown out. So that does tell you that they're not giving up. Right. 
but as a fan, oh my god, it it I think it hurts it's way painful. more. So to me, at uh, yeah. what point do yeah. you try something different? And I just like seeing Andrew Wiggins at minus eighty two, and to me, he just looks like he doesn't have energy a lot of nights. He yeah. looks like he's checked out a lot of yep. nights, and he's had games, a few games where he looked more like his old self, but not all the way there. Yep. At what point you start having the conversation about Wiggins coming out? I mean, what are his numbers? Like, I don't even think he's stretching the floor at this point. He hasn't been shooting well. It's been not good. No, uh, no he's, not, he's not doing anything good. Like, Wiggins is not doing anything good. The why of that is one of the biggest mysteries, I think, period. I, I, I've i never seen a player at this age. I mean, Wiggins was averaging over 20 points a game most of his years in Minnesota. The, the, the kid can score, but he's not even playing good defense. I mean, K- Kaminga... Is like I, one thing with Kaminga I'm I'm seeing lately, and Kerr's doing this, and I got to give him credit for this. Is he's replaced Wiggins? No, he's replaced Looney with Kaminga, uh, and that's been his one move for the end of games. I don't I I don't hate that certainly. I think he fits in there, but it it, it is gnarly. This whole thing is crazy. The, the Wiggins drop off. It's yeah. I don't know what the hell. Uh, you know, let me know if you agree with this or not. I f- I feel like my biggest criticism of Kerr right now is that. He's not playing the best players. He's playing his favorite players. Would you agree with that? Yeah, he's loyal to a fault. We've talked about this before. Um, He'll ride his, you know, former title winners and guys who've been around the organization for a decade and all this stuff uh, until they're ready to ride off into the sunset before giving the young guys a true opportunity, which is why I think the next couple of years are going to be very interesting in the Golden State Warriors organization, because at some point the torch has to be handed off. When is that going to happen? How does it happen? Those are very difficult and delicate decisions. Um, that come from the top down. Steve Kerr's involved in that in terms of determining the playing time and rotations. And we're about out of time for tonight. And it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out tomorrow. But, uh, you know, at some point, he's got to truly give the young guys a chance. And I mean, a chance to take on big roles, maybe even flirting with the starting lineup. I agree. I, I want to see Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, Kaminga had 24 points and 12 rebounds last game. It, give the kid a shot. You and I, we've talked about Moody, how much we love him. Pajemski clearly belongs. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's all, It's evident who they should be playing. Chris Paul will play tomorrow. Any final thoughts, Kylan? We've got 30 seconds. Time flies when we do this show. Excited. I know. I can't believe it flew by. Um, I'm excited to get CP3 back with this group because I, I think they need his veteran leadership. They need his presence at this point. Uh, Corey Joseph, I think minutes will diminish as we were talking about him. And, and he just doesn't emulate or repeat, replicate what CP3 does. I have one who's been pleasantly surprised by what he's done throughout the season, fitting in with the Warriors. So excited to see how it shakes out. We'll be on here doing post game tomorrow. Absolutely. See you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Good to see you again, Kylan. Have a great night. Bye bye. Night, night. <laughs> Love it.